podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Welcome to season two. And uh, now none of the guys, just like season one, none of the guys are going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra. And I'm very excited for you to meet them. For season two here, um, we're going to try something a little different. Um, thanks for every to everybody who uh, who tuned in for season one. And uh, as you know, they it featured a, a great range of guests. Um, all men of great faith and family and um, focus and just just great just great guys um, and all of the episodes um, happen to run about a half hour okay they're about thirty minutes give or take not by not by design it's just kind of just kind of the way they happened um, and all of the all of the guests. Uh, we're about my age. Okay, we'll say kind of middle age, you know, kind of late 40s, early 50s. There were a couple old guys, but uh, but we're all kind of around that that same mark. And so what we're going to try here, and we're trying it, uh, we're going to try it here today with my first guest, who is game for kind of being the guinea pig here. We're going to try something for season two. Um, we're going to cut everything in half. We're going to cut everything in half. We're going to cut the time in half. Uh, and so... We're gonna. Th- this season is gonna be nothing but uh, around fifteen minute episodes, okay? And we're gonna cut the we're gonna cut the age of the guests, so the the, me- the median or mean. What is that median or mean average? Whatever. We're gonna we're gonna try to get younger uh, men uh, on the show, and so everything's gonna be kind of mini. It's gonna be like mini mana, okay? And so uh, we're gonna see how this goes. And t- and t- and today we've got. Our first guest on uh, on 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 Mini Mana is, uh, as I say, he's, he's someone with a lot of a lot of patience because uh, he's up for just trying this and 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 I told him this dude this might not work but we're gonna try it we're gonna try it and um, but this is a guy that I've known I've had the good pleasure of knowing for twenty one years uh, and and the only reason it's been only twenty one years is because he's only twenty one I've known him since the day he was born. Uh, I've known his, his family longer, um, but he has been a special guy in my life. And, uh, and we've, I, I, I'm not going to say I've, I've seen you grow up because we've grown up together and, um, it's really neat to have him here, uh, on, on the first episode of season two. He is a brother of, uh, of, of five other guys, uh, other, other, other men, uh, who are younger. He's the oldest in his family, as I was, so we have that in common. He is a huge sports fanatic, uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of sports. Um, he is a he is a musician. He is a writer. He's a movie maker. He's uh, he's working on a really cool project about about Minnesota sports and the suffering fans that go along with it. Um, but most importantly, and the reason that he's on this on this show to our, our inaugural season two is he's a He's a he's a man of great faith, and he's always lived it. And we're gonna we're gonna hear about him today, and hear where it comes from, and hear how it comes out. And so I'm very uh, excited for everybody to meet our first guest of season two, 
Welcome to today's mini mana man, mini mana man, mini mana man. That's a lot of that's a lot of M's. It's, I like it. Yeah, we'll see if it sticks. <laughs> Mr. Charlie Wayman. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for being a good sport here. Uh, so we're going to kind of dive right into it because as, as I committed to this being a, a mini episode, I've already burned up about four minutes just with that, <laughs> with that intro. But hey, you know, as I said in the intro, you know, I've, I've known you since, uh, since you were born, uh, the great privilege of, of knowing you and, and loving you and your family. Um, but you know, this whole, this whole podcast is about faith and, and living your faith and just kind of normal ways. But, and, and, and so it's only been 21 years. You've only been around for 21 years. Yeah. So this should be an easy question to start off with because you don't have to go back all that far. But what are your earliest memories of faith? You know, what, what, what do you remember to the, as, as come some first kind of moments where you were exposed to the church or exposed to faith, exposed to God? What, would anything come to mind as, as kind of an early, early memory? Yeah, so um, my like I I've grown up in the faith. Like my entire family's goes to church <laughs> a lot. Um, we see them there often. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I can like I went to private Catholic schools my entire life, so I've kind of been around that sort of life. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you realize as a as a as a young man, a young boy growing up and going to, to school, when did you realize that like in elementary school you were going to a different kind of school than maybe other friends were? Like do you remember any have any memories meeting other 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 kids in the neighborhood or other friends that maybe weren't having the same kind of educational upbringing you had? Yeah, yeah. So it was actually um out where we live, the I went to Holy Name Elementary School for those who don't know. Um, and the busing system actually didn't go out all the way to our house. So we would have to take a bus from Holy Name to the Orono Elementary School and then take their busing system from Orono to home. Okay. Um, so I was exposed to like the public school, like students Mm -hmm. basically from, like kindergarten to yeah, yeah so you've always basically enough. kindergarten so did you ever did you ever feel like i mean obviously as as parents of 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 you know ch- kids who who get sent to a you know parochial school i mean it's very intentional as a young boy did you ever wish that you were you had a different experience like did you ever wish you were going to the bigger school and just other or, or what was that like you see i i in in elementary school, like I just don't really think I knew like any better, even though I was riding this bus with these <laughs> with these Orono kids. Like I just I felt like it was it was normal, yeah. and then although they were wearing whatever they wanted, like in, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than other than the clothing, like I just didn't know any. Right. Um, um, but then, yeah. So I just feel like in in. When I switched, I switched from Holy Name to Providence. Okay. Um, uh, my first year at Providence was was in seventh grade. Yeah. And um, I feel like seventh grade I was kind of mad because I'm like, I played I had played Orono hockey growing up. Sure. And I'm like, 
I I I want to go to Orono because like the kids outside my school that I know they all go to Orono. Sure. But then like throughout the year I was like you know what this is like a a pretty good education and mm-hmm. you know I've got a sure I might have to play 2 years of youth hockey at, yeah. at a school that I'm not a part of but yeah. And it's probably hard for, for I, I never went to, to uh, you know, parochial schools growing up, but it's got to, I'm sure it's hard. I mean, now looking back on it, you can probably remember, you know, you remember those moments. You probably have memories now in hindsight of like, you know, that was really cool that we, you know, were able to, you know, pray during school or, or celebrate Christmas. But, you know, at the time, you know, you probably didn't have that much of a, a you know, acknowledgement right. of it, you know, because you're just right. kind of living it. And, I'm a 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you remember, though? I mean, because you are such a great, um, you know, I was going to say not to put you on the spot, but you're on the show because of this. So <laughs> you've already been put on the spot. But, you know, you've always been such a, a good role model for your brothers and for, for, I would imagine, your other friends, even though they were at, at you know, Catholic schools as well. You know, you're, you're very kind, very centered i mean you just you, you, and, and you're very um this is a really weird verb here but like obedient like in terms of to the church and to the to the teachings and do you remember ever like was that ever a conscious decision for you as you were growing up in like catholic schools you know where you're just like you know what that the, yep this is this is what i'm going to do or do you feel like it was just a natural kind of thing because that's all you ever knew. Like it just, right. just happened around you and all of a sudden that's who you became or do you ever have making a, a conscious decision? Like, you know what, this is how I'm going to live. I don't think it was super conscious. I think it was more just the fact that I'm the oldest, you know, mm-hmm. and more just kind of stereotypically like the oldest are the, the rule followers mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and, and just with, having like like when I was growing up like we ended up having seven or six kids in seven years and yeah my, my parents like on. so <laughs> so I'm like I think it was basically just instinct to like you know I'm the oldest I'm seven yeah you know at the when when my youngest brother was born I'm like if I can like I think in my instincts were to kind of take the yeah. Take the pressure off my parents yeah. and <laughs> set a good example. And yeah, right. I think so. it's so true. So what about, what about role models? You know, you had, you had, you had other, you know, students that, that, you know, you've always had, you know, like we all do, we all have older kind of colleagues, if you will. Um, but you also have just men, you know, fathers and, and, and teachers. And do you remember any like early on, like just some guys that you knew and you're like, you know what, that's, that's kind of how I want to live, you know. Was it could have been a, could right. have been a priest, could have been a teacher. Do you have, any any guys kind of stand out in, in that kind of upbringing that that were particularly influential for you? Yeah. So I think there's there's two that come to my mind uh, immediately here. Oh, and one of them is uh, Corey Lacroix. Oh yeah. Um, and I met him when I was in middle school, and when he first got his his first job at Holy Name was the middle school. Um, youth, the min, middle school youth minister, yeah. um, and he was just this super like down to earth and guy, and who just 
lived lived his faith and didn't just go through his oh, go through the motions, you know. And coolest guy for those that uh, for the listeners who listened to season one, just a little bit of context or background. So Corey was a uh, colleague of Chris Castelk. So if you remember from season one, Chris was one of our guests. And uh, for those, because I got so many great comments on Chris's episode. And so for anybody who loved Chris Castelk, you would love Corey LaCroix. I mean, yeah, they were just cut, sure. cut from the same cloth. Just great guys. So yeah. that, was, that was a connection point for you? Yep. Um, and the second one, I think he's had the, the biggest impact on me. It was just my dad. And, um, I think so there, I had heard this quote that it was like the best gift my dad gave me was believing in me. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, like, yeah, my dad believed in me, but like, that's not for me. That's not the best he best gift he gave me. And the best gift my dad gave me was he believed in something bigger than himself. Mm, yeah. And like, you know, he, he was basically the one that, that gave me my, my faith and, yeah. um, and it's still basically like, yeah, I want you to be Catholic and I want you to do all this, but ultimately it's, it's your choice. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so true. Gosh, that's so true. And it is that belief in something bigger and and just by seeing that i saw as 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 charlie as you know we've got <clears throat> four daughters here in, in the peterson household and you know we always talk about not always but you, know, you imagine like who who your daughters are gonna marry and, and i remember hearing saw some somebody say something that it was like you know the only the only the only criteria you should have for somebody marrying your daughters is they should love jesus more than they love them yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kinda, my, that's my, like my, your dad. I mean, I think your right. dad would say the same thing. Is about you know, as much as he wanted you, he believed in you. He believed in something right. beyond you. You know, and and that was actually another thing that my dad had actually told me while growing up. He's like, he's like, so if I were to rank like the best thing or like the most important things in my life, yeah, I'm like, like as a kid, I'm like, oh, it's it's obviously my brothers and I, you know, like, but he was like, nope, number one is God. Number two is your mom. Number three is you guys. And then it's work. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And oh, now I'm just good. like, hey, I'm on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So when you look ahead, so, and you've got many years ahead, um, but when you look forward, you've had such a great last 21 years, great friends, great family. I mean, you just could not have knocked it out of the park more than, than being blessed to be raised in the family you're in. When you look forward, what, where do you see yourself, you know, like in, let's call it 10 years, you know, just won't we'll make it easy, 10 years. And, and that's not like, you know, where are you going to work or where are you going to live? But like, you know, where, what, what kind of a, you know, if you think of, again, this, this whole podcast is about men of faith who just kind of go about their days and they just kind of live it. Where do you see yourself in 10 years in that regard, you know? Right. Yeah. So I want to basically, I guess, just take on the, the role that my dad has had on me and like have that impact on like either like my future kids or just, just someone 
yeah. you know, younger than me or even, even older, you know, and, um, just, just help them, you know, help them grow in, in, in their faith too. And, yeah. um, it's a great, uh, great line that, um, like I said in season one as well, but that, you know, for a lot of people, you're the only Bible they're ever going to read, you know? And I right. think that's, and that's how you live, Charlie. That's what I, I just love so much about you. It's, you know, you're, you're not walking around quoting a lot of scripture, you know? <laughs> I don't know a lot of, right. I don't know a lot of, you know, 16 year olds or 21 year olds that do, but it's the way you live and that's what people see. And that's, yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing them to Jesus. So, so, um, so we are, we're almost at time. We're a little over time. And so I'm just thinking on the fly here, you know, one thing from, from season um, one that uh, uh, created a lot of derision from, from listeners, although I have to believe they enjoyed it, was the fun segment where we got to ask some questions. And so since this is mini mana, I won't ask all three, but I'll ask one. And the one that I'm going to ask is that if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow, this this will be the one. We'll see how you answer it, Charlie. You're, you're gonna you're gonna def, you're gonna determine whether or not this is the question that gets asked <laughs> for season two. <laughs> the quality of your Ooh. answer. If not, we'll have to go back to the drawing board. Um, all right. So if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out, what would you do with him? So I just want to say. I was not given this question ahead of time. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> Unlike season one. That's right. That's right. Um, but I think, like, knowing me, like, I'm great at making plans for myself. But, like, once you throw, like, one more person in there, I'm like, okay, no, no, no. You make the plan. I don't, like, I just don't want to get the decision wrong. I don't want you to be upset. <laughs> but, but, like, and I feel like, I feel like I would tell I would tell Jesus that, and he'd be like, "No, I want to do what you want to do. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for you." Yeah. Um, so, um, I think I would end up settling on like, like as said before, I'm a huge sports fan, so I think I would end up, um, like playing pond hockey with him. Cool. I would want to play pond hockey, and I thought about like going to a, a Minnesota Wild game, but I would be like. Okay, Jesus, like, give him the puck. Like, I would be trying to like manipulate it <laughs> yeah, so that the Wild would win, yeah, and you would just exactly. be like, no, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> you know, <yeah>. um, <laughs> miracles on demand. But Come on. you know, I, I think I think it would end up being for my sanity. Um, I would just want to, you know, have some yeah. healthy competition and cool. just see if I could. That's great. I think that's what he would expect when he when he knocks. So, all right. Well, hey, that uh, we're we're clocking in a little under time, so I think this mini mana thing might work. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Wyman, thank you for being uh, thank you for being up for this. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for everything you're doing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening to Mana. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.